Welcome back to the Tier 1 Operators Podcast. Are you ready to become a Tier 1 Operator? Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Everyone doing all right? Yeah, little allergies, little allergies, but I'll be fine. Yeah, it was was bad this weekend. Bad this weekend. Allergies have been bad. There's a flu going around or something, I think. Uh, There's been like 30,000 kids been sick. It's been been pretty crazy. Coughing and coughing and coughing. Yep. It's this time Mm -hmm. of year, though. It's kind of... How it happens. That weather's starting to turn a little bit, starting to get a little chilly in the mornings, nice in the evenings. It's uh it's nice, but it brings in some some allergies, some sickness and stuff. So, you know, that's never great. But we'll make do. We'll make do. All right. Well, good weekend this weekend. Um, a lot of good stuff, a lot of good things that that we saw. Um, you know, same thing this week. If you have any questions, we'll talk about, we'll do our, our question of the week um at the end of this but if you have any questions something you'd like for us to answer uh make sure to email it to coach nosco and we will uh we'll pick from the questions on what we think would be the best one and and uh talk about it the following week so if you have any questions make sure you submit those and then we'll uh we'll get it answered and uh again it'll be at the end of the podcast so let's uh let's jump right into it what do you guys think are we ready 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 Ready, ready. Okay, let's uh, let's start with hitting, and I'll jump us off. Um, you know, main thing that I saw with our hitting wasn't so much the actual hitting, but more of just the, the difference in our approach um, from game to game. You know, all of our hitting on Sunday where I was at, um, we swung the bat well. Uh, game one, we were aggressive um, at the plate. We were ready to hit. We were hunting fastballs, doing everything, you know, that we preach out in practice and everything we work on. And things like that. And then when when game two rolls around, it was like we lost that approach. So, um, you know, big thing that I saw is just being consistent. And it, and it's hard and, and, and it's difficult to ask, you know, a 10, 11, 12-year-old to, hey, you know, you got to be consistent. You got to do the same thing every time, you know, because they're not adults and, and it's hard um, and it's difficult. But I think just the, the simple mindset that we talk about all the time, just going up to the plate, being ready to hit, number one, um, is really important and just trying to carry that from game to game is, uh, you know, something that we can definitely do and something I didn't think we did well um, going in from, from game one to game two, those that, those that had some bonus baseball this weekend um, is, is what I saw. Yeah. And I think overall the hitting approach has been better, you know, weekend to weekend, definitely since the beginning of the season so far. Um, but like you said, it's, you got to have the same or, or similar approach, a similar you know, goal in mind each game. And that's, you know, really to put up as many runs as you can. So, you know, obviously that's not going to happen in every single game, but I feel like we have been seeing, you know, really good hitting performances. Um, And then, you know, the next game, it's just like the complete opposite, right? So, you know, they can do it and and they do it in practice now and, and they're transferring it over to the games. But I feel like when you maybe have a successful game, the first game, um, maybe your approach changes or you kind of relax a little bit and it really has to stay the same. Generally, every single game, it might change at bat to an at bat, but going up there and, and trying to get, you know, your pitch, like we said last week, get your swing um, and, and trying to hunt those early fastballs and, and try not to let the, the count get too deep. Obviously, you know, we're going to get in deeper counts and we'll take our walks when, when we're given them, but, you know, getting or not letting the pitcher get any any strikes down you know down the center of the plate or whatever or a fastball that we're looking for so got to have that same approach game to game and 
and that will, you know, keep the success and keep the lineup going, which we always preach. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about the the confidence that I saw um, gathered gained by some of the players on my team. You know, I got the youngins and uh, and and they started swinging the bat this week, and it was players that hadn't been. And uh, I'm reminded of like in sales, you know, they say closed mouths don't get fed. Well, at the plate, shouldered bats, they never hit, right? So, so we got to swing the bat, and uh, in doing so, we, we made contact. And, and, and then that next at-bat, it was even more confident. So going up there, willing to not look pretty. It doesn't have to be a perfect swing, a perfect uh, line drive into the outfield. But instead, going up there and just putting your bat on the ball, proving you can do it, and uh, and as a result, you gain a lot of confidence and it becomes easier to do it next time. So saw a lot of good um, progress being made. And and you guys are talking about the older guys where it's always approach, making sure you get your swing off. But uh, for some of these kids where they're really just trying to trying to get the ball started, um, just go up there swinging. You know, you don't have to get a perfect pitch. You don't have to crush it. Just go up there, put bat on the ball and uh, good things will happen. So I want to give a shout out to the youngins who, who definitely made some progress this week. I think the hardest part of hitting for these young guys is we see a lot of really good swings in practice. Obviously, you know, you're not going to hit every single ball perfect in practice, but we see, you know, we always say like, why, you know, we can't do this in the game, right? Take this over to the game. And I feel like it's starting to click finally for a lot of these kids, like how to do that and, and them realizing that, you know, it's the same exact swing in the cage. Obviously, the pressure is a little bit different. They're throwing, you know, you might be hitting off a tee in cage or hitting in front side. But like Tuck said last week, the ball is always going to get to the to the point on the plate that we want to hit it. Um, so just really thinking it's the same thing. Get that best swing you can. And I think that's starting to click. Um, we just need to have that better approach, you know, what we're trying to do game to game. So shout mm-hmm. out. I think Nico, like like what you said, you talked about confidence. I think that that's the most important part of this of this whole thing is because you know I, I was I saw about four games this weekend, got to see some good teams and some not so good teams um, that we played against, and uh, on the good ones, the 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 hitters were were taking confident swings, you know, trying to punish um, our pitchers. You know what I'm saying? And and I think that's what the in your mind. You've got to take swings where you're trying to punish the pitcher. And I think when you're not taking those types of swings, it's all about the level of confidence that you have. Maybe you're just trying to put the ball in play. Maybe you're just trying to not strike out where your mindset's got to be, man, I want to hit – it doesn't have to be a base hit, but I want to hit the ball hard somewhere. And you got to take Mm -hmm. these swings that when they throw it, like we talked about last week, when they throw it and it gets to that point, you don't miss it. You know what I mean? You don't miss it. If you watch a big league game, and obviously we're not big leaguers, but – when a guy misses a pitch, throws a pitch, and he hangs a curveball, you know that old saying, "You hang, we bang it." Like that happens in the big leagues. Like people, they don't miss. They've been practicing so long, they have confidence in their swing. When somebody makes a mistake, the pitcher makes a mistake. You make them pay for it, and they make them pay for it. And so, like building that confidence to the point to where you get up there and you're knowing, like, man, if he puts the ball where I've been working, he's got no shot to get me out. So as long as we're trending in the right direction as far as confidence, I think everything's. I think everything will be fine. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. No, that's that's spot on. Good. Uh, good way to end that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Period, 
allergies. Uh, I told that I that was a confident right there. Confident. That was gnarly, bro. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's go on to uh, let's talk about some pitching. <clears throat> pitching someone, Nico, starts off with a, with your with your youngins and some pitching. So the big thing, again, I guess it kind of leads into confidence was like, you know, we simplified it. And when you get on the mound, at the end of the day, you're just playing catch. You're trying to release the ball into the target that you're looking at the whole time. We work on mechanics and everything to make it consistent. But when you really keep it simple, you're just playing catch. And then we took it to the next level where once you're throwing strikes, you get on that mound quick. You don't let the game kind of lag. You don't let – uh you don't try to be too perfect and gather all your energy to, to do it all again. You, you get on the mound and you throw another strike. Um, and I, I just saw a lot of progress there. Uh, again, I guess it's confidence, but you play catch when you see good results, you are or, or regardless, see good result and the negative result, you just get on the mound and, and you, you just get after it again. And uh, once that game picks up, once the pace picks up your tempo, you know, it helps the defense a lot. They're getting a lot more action, and they're staying locked in. And then uh, the batters, they're going to swing more often. You know, that pitcher's up at, up on the mound ready to go. They're maybe a little less comfortable. They're trying to, trying to keep in time. So one of the best things I saw translate from what we've been talking about is getting on the mound quick, making sure we're keeping that pace up. And uh, as a result, you know, we're throwing more strikes. The batters are swinging and putting balls in play, and our defense is staying more active. And um, and then we got a chance to make some plays, which we which we definitely did. So I just really liked that the pace is there, which I think leads to the confidence there in the pitcher to say, it doesn't have to be perfect. I'm just going to get up here. I'm going to play catch, and uh, the results will follow. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then um, with – Going along with with all of that, I, from what I saw, we, we did a really nice job, again, mentioning the last few weeks about first pitch strikes, attacking the zone, things like that. Um, the teams that I saw and, and was around this weekend, we did we did that. We threw strikes. Um, we attacked hitters. And I was really happy with that and really proud, um, really proud of that. And, and knowing that we didn't walk many guys is, is a great thing. And, and, you know, when you have that approach and you have that mindset, you're going to give up some hits. Um, you're going to give up some things like that. And that's just kind of part of it. But I mean, I was really happy with, with our ability to, to throw the baseball over the plate and, and then mix in some counts with the older guys and, and still keep it in the plate and keep it over the zone. And, and so really making, uh, making solid progress there. And the younger guys um, too, throwing strikes is just huge. And that, that's going to set that foundation, you know, for you moving forward. And, and then the ability to throw changeups and curveballs as you get older and, um, but it all starts with our fastball command. So fastball command this weekend was great, um, especially on Sunday through a lot of strikes. Um, you know, now with that, once we get to that point, you got to just keep adding on to it. So now we're, we're throwing strikes with the fastball. And now let's try to locate a little bit more. Let's go away. Let's go in. Um, you know, when it's two strikes, maybe not setting up down the middle. Let's set up away. Um, uh, kind of go kind of go from there. So, uh, but again, just really, really solid job there. And, and seeing that progress was, was, was awesome. I got some, I gave some stats last week about the first, pit, uh, first pitch strike percentages pulled yeah. up, pulled up a team. This is just, this is just randomly going over. So first pit first pitch strike, if you throw one, right, the out percentage, this is for one, two, three, about seven kids, 
right? So if you throw a first pitch strike, this is the percentage that they're having of getting outs. 74%, 60%, 61%, 70%, 71%, 60%. That's <clears throat> obviously, that puts you way ahead of, of you know, throwing a ball the first pitch. That's, that's plus percentages that you want. And the first pitch strike walk percentage. So if you throw a first pitch strike, here's the percentages, 0%, 5%, 11%, 15%. 10 0 0 0 not bad come so, on the numbers the numbers speak there's a tier 1 metric it's from game changer advanced okay. advanced breakdown they got that know. advanced breakdown nice our uh, analytic department is, is getting <laughs> off the ground right so the <laughs> analytics they throw a first pitch strike and good things will happen yeah then you think about the flip side of that too is if you're the hitter First pitch strike, if it was 70%, 60%, that means you're batting 400, you're batting 300, you know? So if you're the hitter, be ready to hit first pitch strikes. Do you want you want the average breakdown for first yeah. pitch strikes thrown? Okay, uh -huh. so I'm assuming this is the percentage, so I'm assuming you just move the decimal over, but 200, 350, which is okay, 270. That's great. Yeah, okay. 200. Well, this is for the batter's when there's a first pitch strike thrown against them. And this is, is they're going to, they're going to get a hit or this is they get, they on get, that pitch on this at bat. The so that's if they go, they're oh, likely oh, to they're get gonna go, They're not going to go. Oh, one. Yeah. So mm -hmm. they have a, so 21. Oh, okay. So I misunderstood the, the initial. Uh, yeah. 20%, 14%, 0%, you know, so. Beautiful. So yeah, first pitch strikes, you lead to lead to outs at the end of the day. Significantly. It, it it just sounds like you know, at the end of the day, hitting's hard, and, hitting's and very hard. All, every, everything we say about when we talk about batting, where it's like you'll get your pitch and you won't miss it, like it's just hard to do. So, um, pitchers, man, go up there with that in mind and be like, I just have to compete in the zone, I have to be aggressive in the zone, and good things will happen. It's just trying to not be too perfect, you know. Yeah. Uh, baseball is too hard if we're trying to be perfect. And it's a lot easier if we just let the let our the numbers kind of work and, and you throw those strikes. Yeah, that's nuts. Those are uh, interesting. I didn't even know that we could do that on there. So cool, cool. Um, okay, let's uh, let's go on to some defense. Some defense. Somebody want to start that off? Hmm. Uh, yeah, I can. I can. This is just overall. Um, I think a good way to look at the defensive approach is, I mean, typically the, the team that has the most errors is going to be the one that, that loses, but that's not always the case. And it really just depends on when the errors happen and what, what happens after the errors. So, you know, what I like to say is it's, it's really not the errors that are going to kill you so much, you know, it, it's, it's what happens after them. So, you know, errors are going to happen. Mistakes are going to happen, but you know, if you make if you make an error and then you know go out and have a great rest of the inning, it's it's almost washed. You know, washed off unless it comes at a critical time. But so that's you know the errors are going to happen, the mistakes are going to happen. But it's how you respond after. It's what you do after. You know, it's what you do before. And you just really can't let those critical errors and you know what happens after them. That's typically how games get away from us. So um, just go out there and and 
mistakes are going to happen, shake it off. And then you just got to kind of have to find that next level and, and kind of dig deep and, and talk to your, talk to your teammates and keep everybody in the game when, when those errors happen and, and you can, you can fight back from those instead of letting the game kind of get away from us. Yeah. And to piggyback off that, um, you know, there's different levels of the errors, just like you said, like, uh, uh, an error with no outs, nobody on the guy gets on first. Okay. But maybe it's like errors are going to happen, but the situation is what could kill us. If we got runners on first and second and ground ball to third base and that third baseman doesn't really know what to, what he was going to do in the play, doesn't go tag third, maybe just gets the out at first. Like those are big momentum shifts. When we had an opportunity because of the situation to make a play that would really help us. Um, and then it doesn't turn out that way. If the situation was important, then that's a really big killer. So yeah, errors are going to happen and it's always about what's next and that next play, but really being locked into the situation so that when it's time for us to make a play, we make the most important one for what the situation calls for. And, uh, cause that can just kind of, that can derail an inning pretty bad more than like an error that just happened early in the game, early in the inning, nobody on things like that. Yeah, no, those are, those are perfect. I mean, spot on there. Um, and a lot of that comes to, it's just, you know, knowing uh, kind of going back to confidence again, you know, knowing you're, you're going to make mistakes. Everyone's made mistakes. We've all made a bazillion mistakes on the field. So just you're going to knowing you're going to do it just, when it when it does happen, just give 100% effort, 100% effort towards the ball. Give it everything you have. Um, you know, don't be scared to make a mistake, and and because you're it's inevitable. Everyone's going to make an error at some point. So, um, you know, as long as you give 100% effort towards the ball and and towards the play, there's really nothing to be mad at. You know, because then you learn and you can you're able to gauge, you know what, uh, you know what to do in the next situation. So if there's a ball you maybe, uh, you know, overran or something. And, and you don't ever know that until you do it. And if you go too hard towards a ball or something and, you know, then you do overdo it, um, you know, then, then the next time that same play happens, you know, okay, yeah, I, got, I don't have to go so hard or not go so hard, but I don't have to run, you know, 100% full sprint and then put the brakes on in like two steps. So, you know, you have a little bit more time to get underneath the ball or, you know, field it or whatever, you know, whatever the play is. But, you know, so – Max effort, giving it your all, and and that attitude, and that focus, and energy—that's that's all you can con all you can control. And so I think that that plays hand in hand with defense, and and kind of goes right in there with what you guys are saying. I guess it also boils down to I think we all heard this playing baseball growing up. You know, physical errors happen. We gotta limit the mental errors. Mm -hmm. Like a mental error is kind of unacceptable. You have to be paying attention to the situation. You have to know what your role is. Physical errors, that's baseball. No one has a perfect fielding percentage at the end of the day. Um, but mental errors, those are where we can really shoot ourselves in the foot, and, and those are hard to come back from. Yeah, no, for sure. The, the hands down. I mean, hands down, it's the most difficult thing. Um, and it, that's, that can really, you know, take you out of an inning. So, um, or run you out of an inning or, you know, whatever it is, if it's on the base pass or defensively or not knowing the situation. So, yeah, I think the main thing, no, just moving forward, just having confidence in your ability and, and having, you know, just giving that effort and going 100% towards the play. And if you make the mistake, you know, not just not being scared, not being fearful to make a mistake. You know, there, you can't play this game with fear. 
uh, it just doesn't work that way. So knowing you're going to make it uh, and then just going and just, just playing, just play and give 100% effort and everything will, everything will work out. Mm -hmm. So cool, man. Well, let's, uh, let's jump into that, to that question. What's our question this week, Nasco? Okay. So basically the question is uh, just ways for the kids to learn the game. So different ways, you know, what, what they can do watching it. I figured we would all have a couple ideas and a couple, couple ways that the kids can just learn the game. Yeah. So ways, ways for kids to keep growing their knowledge, Correct. ways to learn. Uh, number one, I think the easiest answer is watch baseball. I think that's pretty standard. Um, yep. Especially, especially right now playoff baseball going on this is the best time to watch it's high stakes it's high energy it's uh you know great performances a lot's on the line so that so the uh the stress anxiety the players are going through is high um so this is the best time to watch and, and watch them perform under pressure you know and stay cool calm and collected the whole way through is, is really cool so that's e- i mean that's the easiest one um i would say anyone else I'm a big fan of uh, like just breakdowns. Like so nowadays, instead of you know they have the games and they have the plays, but you know if you, if you go on YouTube or something like that, um, just br- them breaking down it could be a specific play or maybe a situation why they did this a certain way. Um, you know, announcers talking about it or analysts talking about it. Or players players probably are the are the best ones when they talk about it because they're you know, they have a better understanding, but just going and and slowing it down and just kind of seeing why people did things a certain way is a good way for you to kind of understand the game a little bit more and maybe certain situations that don't happen as much or, you know, certain situations where you didn't know something, it's just a good way to check it out and it slows it down. So it's not overwhelming. Yeah, I would, I would echo both of those, you know, a, a video that sticks out to me is A-Rod talking to Nolan Arenado about fielding. Uh, Barry Bonds and Christian Yelich speaking about hitting. Like, those were really influential to me. Um, but then watching it, yeah. I mean, every game – or if you watch baseball, you're going to see a play that you've never really seen before, a situation that you've never seen. Like, even Vin Scully, who, who covered the game 70-plus years, he would always talk about, like, man, baseball – you're always going to see something new um, or something you hadn't seen before. So seeing the game acted out by the best who play it, best in the world, I mean, you're going to learn a lot about their mentality, about their mindset, and then just simply situations that pop up and how they handle it. So I'm a huge advocate for watching baseball. Um, I mean, like you said, playoff baseball is, I think, the most exciting thing because every pitch matters so much. Um, but then there's definitely some specific YouTube videos, again, by the legends themselves who, who mastered this game, um, speaking about how they do it, how they think about it, talking to another up-and-coming uh, ball player, and, and you can see just how interested that ball player is in learning from a legend, right? Like even, even Nolan Arenado, five-time platinum glove gold winner, or gold, platinum glove winner, um, he's really interested to hear what A-Rod has to say about fielding and about playing the game. It's like you would think that guy was just uh, – he knew everything about it. No, these guys are students of the game, and they stay that way forever. That's what, that's what kept them so good. So 
you know, just absorbing the game by watching it and, and just constantly being a student of the game is, is going to be so effective. Well, y'all took everything I was going to say, so I won't say anything. Yeah, and then and, and listening to and listening to Coach Tuck, <laughs> he's right up there with Arenado. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, th- yeah. I mean, nowadays too, there's just so much, so much different, uh, so much access. You know, like you said, with through YouTube, Google search, MLB.com. Like even when we were younger, you know, like I just watched MLB Network every day and just watched it and they played yeah. highlights and I would watch quick pitch and MLB tonight over and over and over. And I literally watched the same thing and watch sports center just for the baseball hot. Like, you know, just like it's a little bit different. And so there wasn't as much access for us. So like watching the game or watching, you know, things like that was really the only way. Um, but now there's, there's multiple ways to do it. And maybe you don't want to sit there for two and a half hours, three hours to watch a, an MLB game and, you want to watch the quick 10 minute video, then go in the backyard and, and execute it or something. So there's a lot of ways to do it. Um, can't really go wrong as long as you're trying to do something. I think that's a, uh, but I know. think if you're watching, like if you take the time to watch whole baseball games and you say, okay, I'm a second baseman, I'm going to watch Jose Altuve and you watch everything that he does, right. Then you learn how to play that position from, you know what I mean? You know where to be on a bunt, you know, you, you just learn so much from, picking your favorite guy, the guy that plays your position, and just doing what he does. And then, I mean, because you can tell when we got there, especially at the high school level, you go out there to the high school level and you see these guys playing, you can tell they've been watching a lot of baseball because they're doing what the guys in the big leagues are doing. You know what I mean? And so, like, the, the for me, growing up, I, I guess we talked about this a little bit earlier before we got on the podcast, it's like we didn't have all these good coaches around that could teach you all these things. So you had to watch it on TV. And we used to go out in the backyard, watch a game, and then, Next thing you know, you're, you're trying to have the same batting stance as Deion Sanders or or Gary Sheffield or things like that. You know what I mean? Because you just watch so much baseball and you just learn how to play every position. You knew where to be on everything because you just that's all you could do. And we didn't have a lot of video games and things like that. I mean, I'm old. Got a birthday coming up, so um, I, I I am old. But like that's to me, that's the the easiest way to learn how to play the game is pick your favorite guy on your favorite team and do what he does. That's it. Simple, simplified. It is. It is very simple. Slide very simple with the, with the birthday coming up. Yeah, right. What'd you say? Yeah. You want to go ahead and give yourself a shout out on the day and everything too. Hey, happy, know? happy pre-birthday, man. No, I'm not going to do that. Happy post-birthday to Coach Nasca. Thanks, man. Happy coach post-birthday to Coach Nico. Yeah. Nice job, guys. Thanks. Happy post-post-birthday to myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, a little far. I'm reaching. I'm reaching. Uh, okay, man. Well, nice, nice work today, guys. Um, you know, again, a solid weekend. I think we're just we're seeing a lot of really good improvement. We're playing good baseball. It's just kind of, you know, putting all the aspects together consistently. You know, game to game, and and that'll be the next step. We'll have a good week. Of, good week of practice this week, and and back to it again this weekend for those that are playing. So, um, you know, nice work to everybody, everyone that came that played last weekend, and, and looking forward to do it again. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, always a pleasure. Out. That's right. <laughs>